When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and this is an untapped and vinyl. I got my right-hand man to my left. Yes, yes, Monk. And uh, we always talk about the man in the ghost chair on third. We got Taylor Hollinsworth with us. Man, Taylor, how you doing? Man, I'm great. I'm so glad to be with y'all. Yeah, man, it's uh, good to finally have you back on with us. I guess the last time we were together was at Druid City Brewery in the tapping. That was a little, that was, that's been a while. That's a long time. That was, that was prior to my stroke. So, yeah, that's been at least a year and a half ago. And that was, uh, that was yeah. during the blip show. That was the, that was yeah. the first blip show in Edgewood City, I want to say. Yeah. Seems like forever. If we, we might have only played there one time. Or no, we did come back. Like the new we, room, we, too. Yeah, sweet dog thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The new, I forget those were different places. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up with what's up with the blips? Because you always you are like the busiest man in music um, that I know. Um, but yeah, new blips music coming. I've been loving what you guys put out. Three singles so far. Uh, so there's a third. Uh, so yeah. So we've done three singles so far. Have we done? It's three. Three singles, or? three singles, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Three singles so far, and we do have one more single. Uh, I don't. I thought. I think maybe it's coming out real soon. Uh, I know the. Is it the big takeover or something like that? Is that the name of that magazine? Uh, they're premiering it. So awesome. We're wait. We're waiting. You know, when you have someone premiere it, you gotta let them have it for that day, and then you can put it out the next day. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, far, she still shouts, think, um, stay up, and who took my baby away? Yeah. Yeah. So, and those are all, I love all three of them. Yeah. And, uh, I real I love this next one, too. It's, the next one's probably my personal favorite, maybe song on the record. Uh, everybody wanted to hold it. Well, not everybody, but some of the guys wanted to hold it later because they, uh, some some feel it's too similar to Inside Out. Oh, uh, so they didn't want to push it as the first single, just like another Inside Out, you know, because that was the yeah. single for the last record, the main single. Uh, but you know, we don't really have main singles. I mean, we're we're too <laughs> small for that. You know, that's just yeah. the one that happened to be the one people played the most. So that that our singles really are just whatever song 
the DJs all decide to play the most. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because I, mean, I think Inside Out was the one on Indies Only that was the main. Played song. Inside Out. Yeah. yeah. You, you were one of the first DJs to probably play it. Yeah, that's awesome, pretty, man. <laughs> I, I like mean, I like that sure, title. Uh, huh? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you were at least like one of them, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, uh, little Steven started playing it all real early on, and he he wore it out. That's awesome. Yeah, I think he still plays it. I don't know. Y'all finally talk. Uh, I think I've heard his voice on the uh, on some of these new tracks. Y'all finally talk Will Stewart into singing. Yeah, man, we got uh, two Will Stewart songs on this record. <laughs> awesome. So not just got him on, not just talked him into doing one, talked him into doing two. What's that process like, Taylor? I mean, I mean, each of y'all are so creative and have your own projects. Like, uh, how does that how does that work when y'all come together? Um, kind of in different ways. Like, I guess at this point, it's kind of turning into where we just each bring our own songs to the table, and then the other guys will learn them. But you know, sometimes, and like right at first, it was like. You know, I might just bring like a riff, you know, or like a part and be like, somebody else, what would go along with this, you know? And, uh, I mean, it comes together real fast. We don't really, you know, spend a whole lot of time worrying about it. We're not trying to be complicated. We just want to have fun, simple rock and roll. And we've all been doing it for so long. It does not take long for one of us to be like, here's something <laughs> Here's something I've had in my vault for a little while, and it, you know, yeah, turn that into something or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's so. uh, it's something we kind of talked about last night with him. Uh, was uh, the uh, what the six degrees of dexatines and just having that uh, that real traditional rock and roll sound, that southern rock. Yeah, and verbena too. Yeah, yeah. you know, I would say verbena. For me, what brought me in. To, uh, that rock and roll sound from that was local was Souls for Sale from Verbena and uh, the Dexatines, the first album, the self-titled, the headphones on the front. Yeah, we call we always just called it the headphones album. Yeah, that's what Ham referred uh, to it as last night. Yeah, uh, those two were not you know they they really knocked me out when I was young so. Then I got to be in both of the bands, so I was just like a spoiled <laughs> little guitar player that kept getting in all the cool bands. Probably every guitar player in town hated me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a tally, a number of the amount of recordings you've been on? No, no way. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about it before. It's like you know, you could do a whole. Taylor Hollingsworth playlist if I wanted to on Spotify of just bands you've been with, bands you've even even cover songs of yours that people have done or something, you know? Yeah, Brian Teasley, the owner of Saturn, he mentioned one day when when I was hang, getting coffee in the coffee shop uh, about a holiday show, he was like, you could do a whole Taylor night of all your different bands and for like <laughs> a Christmas show or, you know, yeah. some kind of I always try to, you know, like, if I'm going to do, like, a ticketed actual show show, I love doing them around the holidays because all my old friends are back in town. You know, yeah. everybody's back around. 
that don't live here anymore, and they're like, you know, everybody wants to get together. So it's a great night to have a rock show. So we that's that's why we do we got the blitz one coming up December twenty second, uh, the Friday the Friday right before Christmas. And that'll be at Saturn. Yeah, album release show. Y'all should come, man. Y'all should come. Yeah, I think you guys did a New Year's show last year at the Firehouse. Was it New Year's show? We might have. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Well, we we had one. Were you are you talk? Were you at the show? You're talking. No, I was trying to make it to the show and never made it. So okay, well there. There was one that got. There was one we were gonna do there, and we had this big. We had a cool poster made, and it was like gonna be a big thing. We were really pumping it up, you know, and uh, and and it might have been when COVID happened or something, but I guess I guess it must have been COVID because the show got canceled and never happened. Uh-huh. So I wonder if it that might be yeah, the same. It was sometime around Christmas and New Year's. I remember sometime around then. I don't think it was directly yeah. on New Year's Eve or anything like that. Yeah, that probably is that same one that never happened. Yeah. We only played, I think we've only played at the Firehouse one time uh, where where the show happens. And that was with Country Westerns from Nashville. They're really good. They actually kind of smoked us that day. <laughs> uh, I, <hate> <laughs> I fucking hate getting well, smoked, man. Well, we're uh, who all is in Country Western? Uh, man, uh, I'm real bad with names. I I can't tell you their names, but they're no, super nice guys. I think he's confused. I think he's thinking about um your Country and Western show. Oh uh, no 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 no! This is a band called right. Country no, Western. I was talking about that. From oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're uh. uh they're super cool. I mean, I've met them several times. Uh, they've played in a bunch of different bands um, and like real pretty legit stuff. I just I'm forgetting their names right now. Oh, good man. Uh, but like, they're awesome. You know, they they crushed that show that night. Wow. Very. We're talking about the firehouse. How is uh, how's Eric Wallace holding it down, man? How's uh. How's all things firehouse? You still teaching? Yeah, I teach on Wednesday afternoons. Um, yeah, the firehouse is great. Uh, I I go there and then my daughter comes with me, so we have a great time. You know, she takes lessons from Eric while I teach my lessons. Um, and then uh, she's like, now you know we've got all these kids like. We're putting them together, playing together. Like, so we've got these little bands have formed. And uh, Eric puts on this, or the firehouse puts on this thing called the block party. It's like twice a year where we'll get the kids that want to play in a show. We'll get them all together each and we'll form little groups. And um, so we just had the recent block party at Avondale Park in that little old amphitheater. It's really cool had a really big crowd. They combined it with this new event in town called the Get Down that is also super cool. And uh Seasick Records puts that on. Uh and then some other people too. Uh I'm blanking on all I mean like a group of folks, you know. Um but they combined them and so 
Ava's band got asked to play another gig off of that. So awesome. we're all like, Man, we're all like really excited. Right yeah, Eric texted me earlier to when I pick up Ava from school. He's like, hey, man, you need to get her to come up with a band name for the, their band, you know. What do they call it? We don't have a name yet. We're still, we're, we were thinking on it. Yeah, man. I, want, I know you get. I, I know you're to, gonna be proud of her, her, man. Oh yeah, man. So proud. Yeah, it's so cool, man. I love it. Uh, but you know, and it's just really cool for it's. It's a great environment for kids to be. You know, I would have just loved to have something like that when I was yeah. that age. I needed something like that. Um, yeah, growing up. And the cool thing is, is it's like so. It's it's a place where kids can feel cool and feel good about themselves, but it but in a positive environment, you know. Yeah. Which like I never came by when I was young. You know, it was always bad. I was always in, in doing bad stuff. You know, <laughs> and like it, I just love that my child gets that you know, has that, yeah, you know, and it's, and it's in our neighborhood, you know, it's close, it's like so cool. Just well, I, well, I think probably growing up around you and your wife and music is constantly being in the house, you know, I, that that really helped a whole lot. So whatever, whatever you um, had growing up, you, you went away from that, created what you got now and taught that to your daughter. And so it's kind of a, a twofold thing. Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, I mean, she's really, really surrounded by it. But, like, like I, way more than me and my brother had. I mean, we both became musicians, but, you know, our dad tinkered around on a piano, but he wasn't a real musician by any means. And our mom didn't do any music at all. Uh, so I, I, I know we did have relatives, like, somewhere – in the family lines i think even on each side but i really can't remember who uh but ava's like i mean her grandparents you know kate's dad is a musician kate her mom both her parents all of her uncles and all of her aunts they're all professional musicians you know? wow uh i mean all our holidays like when we get together for the holidays you know Usually, Kate's dad will lead the show on the piano, and, like, we all sing along, and, like, you know, between, between like, our family sing-alongs and also her Wald, she goes to this Waldorf school, it's very cool school, it's incredible. I wish I could have had that, too. Uh, they sing, like, real harmonies in her class. You know, that's like part of their day. They sing every day and they make wow. art and they're very creative. Um, she is like nailing harmonies already. Like just goes right to them. Perfect pitch. You know, I mean, wow. it's fun. She reminds me of like, I don't know if I've talked about my brother. I probably have on your podcast, but uh, you have it, man. He's like a real, like, he's like kind of like a genius level musician in his mind, you know, uh, and he, I remember things that he could do at a young age, you know, like I learned a lot from him. He's younger than me, 
and uh, I was learning most a lot of what I knew I was learning from him, and uh, and and Ava has a, all that stuff too. It's like it's so funny because I'll be watching her do something like repeating a very complex melody from like a movie, the background of a movie, or she'll pick out. You know, like, she picked out the Harry Potter theme song on the piano by herself, you know, and I think she was probably about six, you know, and that's not an easy melody. It's not like a, you know, it, it has, um, like, it changes keys in the middle of it, and it has a, a lot of uh, chromatic notes at times, and, like, you know, difficult for an ear to pick out, and, yeah. like, so... Yeah, I mean, man, she's just going to be killing it one day. It's, it's exciting to watch. Wow. It's exciting. It yeah. Well, so, man, uh, with, the, with your new personal record coming out, uh, which uh, you might have to correct me here, did, did you do it all at Dialback, or did you do some of it at your home studio? Yeah, so I did some of it at my studio. So I did... Like, we kind of recorded it mostly live at Dialback, but at the time, I didn't have all the words written, so we didn't do the vocals. So all the music we did live at Dialback, and then I took it home and recorded vocals, and then I recorded, like, some, uh, you know, I would, like, double the guitar sometimes, or I would add little uh, production value to it, and then... uh and Matt played with me live on bass. So it was me, uh, my foot mic'd on the floor, uh, my electric guitar. We ran the guitar through, like, four different sounds. You know, we split the sound and, like, went to an amp. We went direct in. We went uh, mics on it. You know, we just had every all kinds of guitar sounds from one take. Yeah. Uh, so we blended that, and then I doubled the guitars with acoustics, most of them. And then, um, you know, that's mostly it. And then we got a percussionist. Uh, I actually wasn't there for that. Matt and uh, Bronson at the time got a percussionist in there. They tracked that. Um, but that's it. So it's oh, like four stomping like floor stomping electric guitar with vocals we did add some harmonies on some certain songs uh with percussion stuff going on no right. drum set you know like congas and shakers and like uh that thing that goes <laughs> I forget what <laughs> the little rich wood thing yeah fish yeah. <laughs> or whatever it looks like a fish yeah <laughs> pick out the happiest bass player in the world. Man, I mean, I can't <laughs> wait for y'all to hear it. Can't wait. Awesome, yeah. Is it a release date? Or... Not yet. Okay. Uh, we got it done, and now we're going to kind of shop it, I think, a little bit. 
Um, I mean, the original plan was Dalback puts it out on his label, uh, for just puts out the vinyl, and then I would just release the digital maybe at a later date or something and only have it vinyl only for a little while. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're still thinking through all that. I mean, I don't really listen to much vinyl myself, so I'm like, well, that sucks for people like me who, you know, want to be able to pull it up and listen to it in their car. Um, yeah. Always, We could always put a download card in there or something like that. Sure. Um, so, but we're also might shop it to a couple labels just to see, like, if anybody would be interested in it. So, because um, it's very interesting. Like, it's not... Uh, I really like it because I can't think of a record that sounds like. You it does know. not sound like anything you've done before? I mean, it sounds like an elaboration of or a, an evolution of what I've been doing in the last couple years uh, to a new point, but it's also got Matt's bass playing and then Matt's production value, like because he produced, we kind of both, I guess, produced it. He added a lot of production, and I added a lot of production. Um, so it's like, it's just a interesting combination that worked out to me. I think it did. You know, well, dude, we'll uh, last time I was uh, at Southside, man, uh, I saw your uh, custom guitar deconstructed. Was it ready for that for, the, for that record, for that recording? No, I did it on my silver tone. I'm a, unfortunately, I'm kind of just back to my silver tone right now. I just something I, I just can't ever get away from that guitar, man. I, I don't know. I'm just so comfortable on it, you know, and it sounds so clean. Uh, I really like that sound. Well, brother, last time I saw you live solo, uh, this is it was you with your electric, that silver tone, and you had the stone yeah. pops. Man, you have really honed in on what a Taylor Hollingsworth solo show is, man. That yeah, is that's just awesome. kind of all. That's just kind of all I want, I'm doing right now. I'm not really interested in having a full band. You know, the only band I want to do is the Blips thing. Uh, just so it's just totally different, you know. Um, so, but, yeah. But you do have a Dead Fingers record in the can. I do have what? You do have a Dead Fingers record in the can, right? Yeah, there's one, there's a Dead Fingers record that's been in the can for like five years now. Oh, oh well, I thought it was something recent that I learned about. No, it, it, I've had that done for a long time. Wow. Um, that was done before Tap Dance and Daddy came out. Oh, wow. Um, My, yeah. Might I say on that point, as you mentioned that song, the best version of anything I've ever heard you done was when you were in that cornfield and you did Tap Dance and Daddy. That was a cool video. That was a very cool video. Your voice was on point. The guitar playing, everything was perfect. I could watch it a hundred times. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'll have to check it out. I kind of yeah. <laughs> Uh, last time you played over here, man, I had a, a buddy of mine who was at the show the the next day, and uh, uh, I'm you probably saw the numbers if, if you look, but he kept sending me YouTube videos of like 
everywhere you've been. And like that was the first one that he sent was you in the cornfield doing tap dancing daddy. He's like, Have you seen this? I was like, Brother, there ain't too much of his. You can't you can't show me that I probably haven't seen. I was like, Yeah. I've I've been a fan for a while now. Oh uh, man, it seems like Brunson and uh Matt have really got it going on with uh equipment and everything they're bringing in the dial back, man. What was it what was it like working off some of that equipment? Well, I mean, you know, I've been working in that studio for like, I don't like 15 years or something. So I, it was, it just feels like home. Like that's just the studio to me that feels like home if I'm not at my house, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, like I helped carry in that board that they have in there. Uh, you know, he got, that board was brought in by Bruce Watson and I was there the day he got it, and I helped him carry it in, load it in, and um, all that, a lot of that rack gear. Now, Matt, Matt has definitely acquired some new rack gear over there, and, uh, I mean, he's got some, I mean, he's got all you need to make a real badass record. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think I love that studio. I just think, you know, the layout of it's cool. Uh, the sound's cool. He's got a real spring reverb, the full, big, gigantic one. Takes up the whole wall in the apartment, uh, in the little band apartment. Um, so, you know, we, we were running. We would do big gang group vocals, like harmony things, and run them all through that old spring. So it yeah. sounds just like that old shit, like in the fifties, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I dude. love fifties music. Like that's some of my favorite music of all time. Uh, the recordings from back then. You think that? Uh, you think that inspires like uh, some of the directions you take with your personal music? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Right on. Oh dude. yeah, man. Well, uh, I got a I got a golden oldies playlist that'll blow your mind, man. It's got some good shit on there. That's kind of interesting to me. I guess I can hear it in your music, but I, and and like I got your stickers and stuff. It's like um, folk folk and roll, but I hear so much blues influence in your music. Yeah, a lot. Well, yeah, there. What's yeah. that? I definitely went. I mean, I've listened to a lot of blues, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing, like, I, I told my wife, I said, I said, folk and roll. I was like, folk and roll blues, or, 
you know, whatever, rock and folk or whatever you said, you know, and blues. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, figure yeah. out a way to incorporate that because I was trying to think because I got a good friend who runs the um, the um, Black Prairie Blues Museum in West Point, Mississippi. And I was like, Taylor would be perfect to play there just because yeah. I hear all that blues in your stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would definitely call it folk blues or something. Uh, you know, like, I mean, the the blues guys, like, the, especially the one-man show guys, that, that's what inspired me to do that, you know. Yeah. And I, al- I always, always have known that that's what I was going to end up doing. Always, you know, for 20 years I've known that. I've been just trying to work my way up to being good enough, you know. Yeah, because I because I, I just like if you do it, I want it to be great. You know, I, I don't want to just like, you know, be the same as everything else. <laughs> but I don't you know, know what I mean? I want to be like I got my own sound, you know, like it. You definitely do. Book it. Yeah, you can book it. It's a show, you know, it's a it's a different act than you're going to normally see. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, what about the visual arts, man? Have you, uh, I know you said uh, before, we, before we got going that uh, you've been mm-hmm. pretty pretty busy to where you ain't really had a lot of time with it, but have you got any art shows or anything coming up? Um, nah, I don't think I have any art shows coming up. I have not really been working hard at that. I just, right now, I'm trying to rebuild my uh my stock you know but it's just coming kind of slow but on on a good note i have stumbled into some new stuff i'm doing that i really love it's my favorite stuff that i've done so uh i do have a new thing that's really cool that i'm excited about but um i haven't you know it's a little bit they take a little bit longer um you've probably seen i mean i've shared a couple photos they're like these buildings yeah, and I use a lot of like little Lego people, and like each little room is different, you know. So I got to think about what it's going to be, and then you know, come up with the parts, figure out how to make it, whatever it is. But it's a lot of fun. I really like have fun doing it, and uh, and I want to like start doing some like really like large scale versions with tons of those tiny windows you know just yeah. like like full cities or something you know where there's this wind and but so that's obviously going to take a long time the problem is is i've never reached a price bracket where people pay enough for my art for it to probably be worth the time that i'm gonna have <laughs> to put in but, but whatever you know whatever i've never i've never looked at it that way first so I might as well just do it first. Well, man, uh, I was listening to a friend of mine down in uh, Mobile today talking about folk art, and uh, she was talking about uh, when it comes to Abe's art, uh, he puts tar on canvas, and then she was giving examples of other folk artists, and your art came to mind about how they they're not stretching their own canvas and they're not, they may not even technically be using canvas, but they're using the things they have at hand to create the art, the way that they perceive the world. 
And I thought that was an excellent way to describe the way that you do your art, man. It's like true folk artist, man. Yeah, to me, that's the difference between artist and craftsman. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's You're right. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm there's, not... there's, there is a difference in the two words. And, and an artist can get very good at a craft and still be an artist. But a lot of times you can be a very good at a craft, but it doesn't necessarily make you an artist. You know what I mean? You're right, yeah. Yeah, and I've noticed, too, your work has become a lot more refined. Um, yeah. You, not that you're paying more attention to it, but, but maybe your, your, um, your talent at it is growing. Not that, it, yeah. I mean, because i got some of your early stuff, and then I've got the thing that you did for my wife and I for our wedding that everybody comments on when they walk in. Like, and Jamie Nettles, who owns some of your stuff, she walked in here the other day and she was like, oh my God, that is the best thing I've ever seen him do. <laughs> you know, so really? there's a definite uh, difference between like when, when you came to do a show at the Columbus Arts Council and now. There's definitely yeah. a big growth there and it's a good looking growth. Thanks, man. I'm glad you liked it. Glad you liked it. Yeah, you know, it just evolves, I guess. I mean, uh, you know, and part of that is, like, deciding, you know, because, I mean, I've totally just been teaching myself as I go. So, I mean, a lot of it is just learning what looks good. And, you know, like, sometimes you will you can get into something while you're doing it. And while you're inside of it, you think it looks great or it sounds, you know, musically this happens too, or it sounds great or, uh, you know, you're just so lost in it. But, you know, there's another sort of, I guess, uh, I don't know what, it, what, what, what you would call it, but, you know, it's a, I don't, maybe it's just another sort of talent you develop after a while of being able to step outside of your, of that and looking at it from a critical eye that's not your own eye. You know what I mean? And and over time, you know, I, I kept looking at my stuff and not being fully happy with the, like, the paints I was using or the way that they uh, shined or whatever or the way that they stood, you know. So, so, like, a lot of what you're talking about is, like, I've learned what paints I like, you know, and I've learned uh, to use nicer quality ones and I've learned where to get certain paints for affordable prices that I can still afford, you know, I mean, if you go into just a normal art shop, you're going to be broke, I mean, I don't, I don't know how any artist ever, unless you're selling them for crazy amounts of money, you know, like, I don't know how any of them go into an art store and buy a bunch of canvas and buy a bunch of those nice paints, I mean, you, you have to be rich, you know, you have yeah. to be rich, yeah, you know, so, so I use wood that Elliot McPherson hooks me up with, and then I go to Home Depot and I mix paints with house paints and shit. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've learned that they look great. Like they have yeah. nice pigment, and I can get really cool colors with them. And uh, I made my own like paint chart. Like I did, like you know, I would do like two drops of this with one drop of this, and then mix it. And I do little dots, and I label them. They're hanging up on my wall so I can look how many portions of one versus the other to, to mix different colors, and I do that, you know. 
then wow. so and I don't really, have to fight so many, you know. Yeah. And and that's something else, man, is uh like looking at art, uh there are some colors that are hard to get away with. And like I I can tell that by what you're doing and kind of mixing and matching, like orange is a really hard color to work with. Uh some shades of green is hard to get away with. And so like uh man, that, that experiment is going great, dude. Shout well, out to those colors. I love bright colors that pop out, you know. Yeah, man. I wanted to ask you this, uh, man. I was recently talking to Abe, and I just wanted to see your thoughts on this. If you agree with it or uh, what you would spin on it, is that an artist is in need of constant tragedy uh, to continue to make great art. Uh, what do you What do you think about that? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. No, I hope not, because I'm <laughs> I've ever been in my life, and I feel like I'm at the top of my game, so I don't agree with that, probably. I've right. got plenty of tragedy in my past, though, man, so yeah. maybe I just got enough stored up. Yeah, that Abe said, uh, he was like, you know, I, I probably agree with that. He's like, but uh, I ain't wishing for no more, brother. <laughs> yeah. I've exactly. had enough. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I prefer living my happy family life I got going and keeping my gig going, doing what I got going. You know, I've I've never been happier. Yeah, you can definitely tell it because um, I made the comment to somebody one time before we're talking about going to see or something in Tuscaloosa, and I said um, there are a few people that you meet in life that every time you see them, they're the same exact person, they're in the same exact mood as they were the last time you saw them. And that's always been you. It's the same Taylor Hollingsworth every time. I may look a little pissed off because I had to sit in the car for an hour to come to Tuscaloosa or or whatever, you know, or, you know, I had a bad day with my back or my legs or something, you know. But Taylor, Taylor Hollingsworth is always the same person every time you see him, just even keel, smiling, you know. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that that's how it comes across. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know if you're, if you're fighting underneath or whatever, but you know. Uh, no, I'm not fighting, but I'm always lost in thought somehow. You know, I'm yeah. always trying to not be lost in thought. Well, one one, one cool thing is that I guess you don't let your busy schedule overwork you, or at least it doesn't appear like that on the outside. You know. Yeah, I mean, I schedule my time to not be busy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm i very, like, uh, like, I, you know, I, I, I really actually really like routine, and I like, you know, my calendar to be, like, full completely, but, like, I add in my family time, you know, like, I take the family time and the rest time, you know, very seriously, so, like, you know, there's, you know, uh, you know, there's always something going on or always someone that would want to meet up. It, you know, it finally, I think now nobody, everybody just knows, don't even, don't even ask him, cause, <laughs> you know, he's not, probably not going to do it unless it's like a night off of a normal gig night or something. But, you know, my weekday routine with the family is like, that's what keeps me sane. You know, if I if I didn't have that, I think I would go crazy, you know. So, I mean, I get up at 7 every day and take Ava to school, and then uh, I pick her up a couple days a week, and her grandmom, 
picks her up uh, a couple the other three days a week, and then you know we've got our and then I'll either Kate will pick her up on the way home from there, or I will if Kate has to work late. Kate has to work all the time. You know she's yeah. got real crazy work schedule. I don't know how she does that. <laughs> Well, uh, brother, I've got about three questions. I don't know about you, Mark, but uh, I'm good. I got about three more. Uh, Taylor, thank you uh, so much for your time. Uh, question, thank y'all. Question one, brother, is uh, who are you listening to right now? What are you into? Oh, man. What was playing uh, on the car before you uh, got on with us? Before I got on the phone? Uh, let me think for a second. What, what, what have I been listening to? I might have to go poop and look at my Spotify history. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been back into Paul Simon, I can tell you that. Uh, okay. I've been really back heavily into, um, there's like the one compilation, it's like, a, it's, I guess it was the greatest hits at the time, uh, called Negotiations and Love Songs. And that's the one that my dad played when I was a kid. I remember it really well. So it's also kind of, you know, sentimental or whatever, like a, you know, fun memories I have listening to that. So that's part of why I love it. But I've been really, like, kind of studying it again lately. Like, there's just some incredible musicians going on (laughs) and that stuff. Uh, But then also... Man, I mean, I'm just, I feel like there's some new people I've been listening to, but I can't think of who they are. I'm so bad with names. Uh, I mean, I'm always listening to Elizabeth Cotton, and I'm always listening to, uh, uh, who else? Let's see. uh, Maybe like uh, Earl Hooker, you know, for blues and stuff. Um, I've been listening to, yeah, man, I know there's some, something I'm not thinking of. Well, last night we talked about it amongst ourselves, um, with Ham, and I brought up my favorite record of 2023, which is, um, Nothing For Me Please by Dean Johnson. I just sent you the link. Oh, cool. So you can check it out and let me know what you think. Yeah, it's by who? Dean Johnson. Oh, okay. I never heard of him. Very cool, very high pitch voice. Not what you expect coming out of him because he's got the big um, David Crosby mustache, you know, coming down. <laughs> and he's got this very high pitch voice. But it is it just everything about that record, just like it calms me down. Let's do it first thing every morning. When I go out on the back porch, screen in porch, and have a cup of coffee, and I put that on every morning. Good stuff. Nice. So I want you to check it out. Oh, man, I do remember uh, you turned me on to that Waxahachie record, and I loved that. Yeah, that was good that stuff. That last one. Oh, the, the, the um, St. Cloud? Yeah. That is the best. That was the best record of the year. My goodness. All yeah, that that record. And every time yeah. it comes on, I just I get into a mood that I don't I don't get into unless that I mean with any other record. It's so Man. cool. Yeah, I love that. Oh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna try. I wish I could think of this other stuff. I mean, I definitely have been listening to some other stuff, but I've also been listening to so much, so many of my own mixes. You know, we've been trying to finish this record. So I've been, oh man, I get so tired of listening to my songs and my mixes. <laughs> By the time the record's done, I never listen to them again. <laughs> recently seeing you get on getting out on the road a little bit more such as uh montgomery uh chattanooga chattanooga oh yeah let's shake it in the cave man yeah yeah i did uh chattanooga i did Asheville, and i did my friend's house in atlanta or in decatur atlanta um and then i did i've been doing montgomery regularly i've been doing huntsville now um and I've been doing Clarksdale uh, cool. regularly. You probably or coming up it. regularly. I got a, several books in the next several months at the Shack Up Inn. Yeah. Which I love that place. That is an awesome that's, place, man. I went and spent the weekend there by myself. That's probably my home. favorite place to play. I just think that place is so cool, you know? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man, I just. I'll, uh, I've really enjoyed seeing you getting out. Like, uh, I know you got the, uh, hell, I got the t-shirt of the uh, Taylor Hollingsworth circuit in Birmingham, but uh, <laughs> I know I know it's got to be good to get out of the circuit every now and again. Yeah, I mean, you know, my plan is to just, like, slowly branch out, like, while Ava grows up, and then when she's finally done with me, you know, then I'm going to start, like, all right, I'm ready to tour. Uh, <laughs> Like, I'll be older, and I'll be ready to rock. You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But, like, she's already getting to where now I barely see her sometimes on the weekends. She spends the night. She goes home with a friend from school on Friday. And then she gets has an event Saturday. And then, you know, between me going to a gig or her spending the night with always being with her friends, yeah, I'm already like, all right, well, I'm going to start every once in a while. Yeah. Doing some little weekend runs, you know. How how old is she now? She just turned 11 yesterday. Wow. Because I remember the first time I met you, she was on your shoulders. That's Sloss yeah. Furnaces. <laughs> For uh, the Birmingham get-up. That was a while back. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dead Finger Show. Because I, I am seated. And that's that the first time, like I told, oh. I told, I remember telling Bo, I was like, oh, Taylor Hollingsworth, you got to introduce me to him. I dig his music. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess I do fun. now. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. yeah. We played on that cool stage inside the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, where yeah, I saw, I saw live there and it was one of the best, because I've seen those guys like seven times now. And it's one of the best shows I'd seen of theirs. They play with Dishwalla in that little area where it dips down. Like back in the day or something, or recently? Um, yeah, man, it was right after uh, 9/11 because the song "Overcome" was huge because of 9/11. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I know. Well, I got a uh, my last question, Tyler. It's going to be for both y'all. Is uh, what was your favorite part of uh, what was Favorite part of this conversation? Talking about Taylor Hollingsworth. Do what? <laughs> I said seeing Monk looking healthy <laughs> and happy. <Jinx. laughs> That's my favorite part. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, that's – I mean, anytime we can have Taylor. I mean, we've not given the third seed away to anybody but Taylor. So, I mean, whenever we can have you on the show, man, and, I mean, it's just like the, the chemistry with hey, all of us is there. Hey, the Zoom, I can do the Zoom anytime now. Yeah. I want to start playing over there in Columbus. Y'all need to find I, me. I'm going to get Jamie Nettles to reach out to you and get you back uh, over here yeah. to Sunstroke House. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean your your friend at uh the bar that we played at too. He hit me up a couple times, but he just didn't quite have the budget for it really to be worth. I mean, it was like a Friday. By the time I drive, like the money I made would have only paid for gas. You know, yeah. Like yeah. Friday, yeah. Friday's like my main money making. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't give up like a Friday to make nothing really. You know, I I, know. I have to make a certain amount every month, so. Uh, you know, I'm 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 grinding and shit. So, but you know, it, it doesn't take that much. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm getting way more here in town, and I'm not spending anything on gas. So, right you on. know, but but Taylor, you know, uh, I just gotta find me a spot. I got you. Uh, well, I guess one more. Uh, you want to plug the socials if uh, people would like to follow and keep up with what you're doing and the blips and your projects? Yeah, uh, mine is Tap Dancing Daddy. No G, dancing. <laughs> tap Dancing Daddy. on That's, I think, on everything now. I think I've gotten them all to just swap to that. And then uh, the blips is We Are the Blips on Instagram and I don't know what it is on the other stuff, uh, but I'm sure if you just type in blips, it'll pop right up. All right uh, on, man. You know, these days, you can just Google whatever. You got all the options. They come right up to you. That's right. So, well, Taylor, thank you so much for your time, brother. And, uh, well, now that we know uh, you're down for the Zoom, I guess uh, I guess we'll plan. <laughs> I guess we'll plan on the A lot more of them, man. Yeah. Yeah, let's do some more. I love talking to y'all. Love you, boys. Monk, I'm, I love you, man. I've been love you too, thinking brother. about you. I'm glad Thank you're you. doing well. Yes, sir. Yeah. See you soon, please. All right. Sometime. I hope so. Alan, love you too, man. Thanks for having me. Love you, bub. All right, man. Bye, y'all. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.